Hey, it's Gina with the Good News Girl podcast. Welcome to the show. Really glad to have you here. Hope you enjoy the episode. So thank you all for um, having me today. Um, I'm just, actually, I don't really get nervous to speak, but being with the people I love the most makes it a little harder. Um, Talking to strangers makes it a little easier, but your faces are all so incredible, and I just love you all so much. This is my favorite place in the world, so when Julie asked me to speak, I didn't even pray. I was like, okay, sure. (laughs) I just knew, like, I was just so excited and honored. I mean, there's so many powerful people in this room, and so to be asked to speak was just such a huge honor. So I'm delighted to be here um, with you guys. Leadership team, could just stand up one more time? We just want to say thank you. Um, Sorry to interrupt. Um, we're going to do an offering for Gina. So as you feel that, you can come up too. Okay. So <laughs> thank you, Christina. Um, I just I've been to a lot of retreats, and there was something very special about this one. Um, today was a very unique day, and I'm thankful for it. Um, one of my favorite verses is, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So I'm just so thankful and grateful for all of you guys. Um, when Julie called me and asked me to speak, she kind of was sharing with me some of the direction of um, the retreat and connecting with one another. And, um, and I loved that. And I saw a verse right away. So I just wanted to um, start there. But actually... I want to start by just, it's, we're in a Thanksgiving season, so I just want to praise God. Thank the Lord. I want to thank the worship team for honoring him and bringing such beautiful worship before him. It's so powerful. And each and every person here, thank you for being here. But I want to pray, um, you know, out of the Psalms, Psalm 95. I just felt led to kind of open with this. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout out loud to the rock of our salvation. I mean, we're here for him, you know. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. So, Lord, I just thank you, God, for this um, word, and I know the Lord gave me this for you guys. And so this is, um, he gave me this word for me, and he gave it to me to bless you. So um, we just honor you, Lord. We put you first. We exalt you, King Jesus, above all things. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We honor you. We bless you. Amen. (laughs) Um, Okay, so when I was praying into this, the first verse that I heard, you have to excuse me, I have to read off my notes because I don't like to butcher scriptures. I like to read them straight up. But um, it comes out of Colossians 2.2, and this was the verse that I heard. Um, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. And what I love about that is it's just talking about Jesus, but it's also talking about the fellowship of people and coming together, strong ties of love. 
being encouraged and knit together. And I feel like today we've experienced that, you know, and that's Christ. Um, But uh, I also heard when I was praying for each and every one of you sitting in these seats, um, I heard reset, refresh, renew. And I feel like the Lord really wants to do something with that, um, a resetting, a refreshing, a renewing. You know, Thanksgiving, family, sometimes that's hard, you know. Being with, with, we love it, but sometimes it can be hard. And I feel like we're going to go into this week with just a resetting, a refreshing, a renewing. Um, and this, this, this um, direction that I want to go first um, I just want you guys to think, like, kind of examine your own hearts when I share this verse. But um, it's really about Christ being in you, Christ in me. And um, this is just such a deep thing. Um, So anyway, this verse says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. And I just, that verse really struck me. Um, Do we actually know Christ is dwelling on the inside of us? You know, we reach our hands to heaven and he's there, but he's here. Like he is, if you're in Christ, he's in you. And so I just think that is such a huge revelation. And um, yeah, so I really like that verse. And um, if you know that Christ is in you, then that first person I was reading about understanding God's mysteries is how you really tap into that, um, fully comprehending all that he has done. And um, that's what gives us a renewed mind. So I'm speaking to minds, I'm speaking to identities, I'm speaking to understanding Christ and what he's done uh, for us. So my next verse is, um, who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. And that comes from 1 Corinthians 2.16. And I really believe um, understanding, like having a renewed mind, comes from understanding what Christ did and how he's on the inside of us. Um, And that is what a renewed mind is. Um, And there's no fear in a renewed mind. It's the opposite of fear. No self-hatred. No lack. You really understand Christ inside of you and... and, um, yeah, it's so Jesus is described in Isaiah eleven two as wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Jesus Christ lives inside of us. So we actually operate in those things because Christ is in us. Um, yeah, and so that's that's if you have Christ in you, then you're already eternal. So we think about eternity and eternal life. It doesn't happen when we leave here. When, when, if Christ is in you, you're already eternal. And um, anyway, that comes, I, John 17, 3. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So Christ was sent here to do a work, to, and, and he's inside of us, which brings us into eternity. And I just think that's so powerful to think about. Um, and knowing him is, is everything. It's everything. Um, you know, I have, I have family members that don't know him. And that sometimes I wonder, like, I don't, I, how can I know something so precious and so amazing and so wonderful and have blood family who does not know him? Somebody said to me one time, um, 
if you have your health, you have everything. And I was, you know, thinking about that. It's true, you know, when you don't feel well or you're not doing well with something is bothering you, you really do feel like, you know, everything's a mess. But Christ is our health. And if we don't have him, we literally have nothing. He's everything. Like, you can, you can be sick and not have your health, but have Christ and you have everything. He is our health. And so, really knowing him is everything. He is our peace. I mean, peace, I'm not talking about the world's peace. I'm talking about peace that passes understanding of all things. And so, um, it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. That's from 1 Corinthians 1.30. So, he became wisdom from God to be our righteousness, holiness, and redemption inside of us, Christ in us. <laughs> I just think it's powerful. Um, it, it's stabilizing. It's freedom. It's knowing who you are. Um, you know, when, when someone gets married, uh, the wife will take the husband's name. The husband gives his name to you, and you then have his name. God put his name on us. We have his name. Wow. We carry his name. Some, we're, we were unworthy when he gave himself to us, put himself inside of us, not, not worthy of it, um, you know, unholy, disgusting, really, if you think about it. I mean, what a savior that would come and dwell inside of us, put his name on us, trust us. I just think it's very powerful. Um, and then we become a new creation in him. And it says um, in Philippians 3.20 that um, we're citizens of heaven. And so while we're here in the earth, which is such a short blip of eternity, while we're here in the earth, we are dual citizens, okay? Anything under the heaven is where we're residing. But we actually pull heaven down because we're citizens of heaven. And so... Um, in Ecclesiastes 3, it says there's a time and a season for every purpose under heaven. But God isn't under heaven. He's outside of it. So there's times and seasons are um, for the earth. I mean, it was given to us as a blessing, believe it or not. Time was given to us by God. But he's outside of that. And when you think about it, anything that's available is available all the time from his perspective. Um, but we do dwell here in the earth, and, you know, we have to kind of um, sometimes wait on things. But, um, you know, when you understand Christ is in you, it helps you to um, celebrate with somebody else who gets the promise you're waiting and contending for. Um, which is not always easy to do. But when you know that nobody else has what's meant for you. You can, you can do that. You know, there's no self-hatred. If you're hating yourself and Christ is in you, then you're hating him. And so you can't uh, dislike things about yourself when Christ is in you. And so I just think it was powerful because identity and individuality are two very different things. And um, our identity in him is solid, firm. It's who we are. But we're all so different. We're all so individual. And we can have these um, different things about ourselves. Like, I, I have red hair. You know, it's a little different than somebody else. Maybe Carolyn has some red hair, but, you know. <laughs> um, 
individuality, he makes us all so special. And um, yeah, so anyway, I was going to the place where uh, just talking about how knowing who we are in Christ and the Christ is in us, we can, you know, we get free in a certain way. Um, Romans 12, 2 talks about having a renewed mind, and it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. But when you read that, it's, I've heard people talk about this, like good, pleasing, perfect, I, I want the perfect will. And um, a key to that verse is in Ephesians 1.9 that says, He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. <laughs> so his will was Christ, who's in us. That's a renewed mind. That is what, that, so knowing who you are in God will completely, that's how you are transformed. Knowing him transforms you, changes you. It's not something that you can do on your own. You really do have to have the mind of Christ. But how you have that is really knowing who you are. And that's just what I'm talking about is knowing who you are in God. And um, loving yourself is much different than pride. Loving yourself is different than the love of self. And so, um, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's important um, to know who you are. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. Colossians 1.27. That means when you meet somebody for the first time, hi, I'm Gina, what you're actually saying is, I'm carrying God in me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's peace. All of a sudden, there's safety. All of a sudden, they're like, it is something different here. And that's for each and every person here. So when you know who you are in God, it is huge. So I'm speaking to minds. I pray this blessing some people. Um, and, you know, there was um, something I was hearing um, while I was preparing this too, and uh, Jess Seacrest was praying for me, and I'm like, are you reading my notes? <laughs> but she was just talking about the gifts, and um, the gifts are for now. We do, not, we do not need the gifts when we're in heaven with Jesus. We don't need to prophesy there. We don't need to pray in tongues there. We don't need the gift of healing there. It's for now. And so I actually felt like the Lord wanted me to stir up the gift that's inside of each and every one of you. Stir up what he has given you and um, step out in it. And I know many of you do, but um, I just felt like there was something particularly on that. And so, um, yeah, Lord, I just released that in this room. Thank you, Lord. Gifts of administration, serving. Watched Lacey serving a lot in the kitchen today. Just bless her. KT's serving right now. And um, these are gifts. These are gifts from God in people. And it's powerful to watch. Worship, huge. Okay, now I'm going to start my message. You guys ready? <laughs> <laughs> that was just the beginning. <laughs> um, so I felt like the Lord highlighted pearls to me when I was praying into the women's retreat. And um, 
got the, I'll, I'll share with you how I got there. The Lord, I heard a verse, um, excuse me, a verse, a lyric from an older song, like from the 90s, that, that played through my mind a couple of times. And the verse says, um, it's the feeling that it's all a bunch of oysters but no pearls. And I couldn't, like, I just kept hearing it. And I did like that song. It's kind of a depressing song, really. But um, <laughs> if you're from the 90s, you might remember that. But um, anyway, it really intrigued me. So I was, like, thinking to myself, how often, how often can you find a pearl in an oyster? So I was looking it up. And um, it's one in 10,000 oysters will have a pearl. So that's, you know, not that common. Um, they can also be in mussels and clams, but they're primarily in oysters. And I was looking up some of the words on, just on Google to describe a pearl. And it's pearls are rare, beautiful, pricey, durable, lovely, valuable. I was reading that it said investing in a pearl allows you to actually pass it down to generations because they just last for so long. Um, so I was reading how a pearl is formed, and they're formed actually by an irritant. I don't know, some of you may know this, but I didn't know this. Um, a substance of some kind will slip into the oyster between the mantle and the shell, kind of like a splinter, and it naturally covers this thing up with layers of um, nacre, N-A-C-R-E is what it's called. And that's how the pearl is formed. It's actually called, it's an accidental condition that a pearl is formed. They're completely spontaneous. So they're not, it's not like you can just find the same thing, like the different colors, sizes, shapes. And depending on that is how they, um, I'm trip up here, how, uh, how valuable they are. So then I was praying into this pearl thing and I have a dream. And in this dream, my dad gives me this pearl. And I thought it was so awesome. This pearl was just stunning to me, and nobody else cared about my pearl. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. And so I started thinking, you know, a little more, and I, I was reading some of the verses. God, I think Jesus likes pearls. He talks about them a little bit in, in the Bible. Um, in Revelation, he describes pearls in heaven. But uh, the first verse is, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. That's in Matthew 13, 45. Um, so, you know, we actually are his pearls. So, you know, there are people that don't know him. <laughs> Knowing him is literally everything. And so we're a pearl to him. He is our pearl. It, it's just, it's everything. Um, you know, it says in Luke that he knows the very hairs on your head. Um, when people kind of are liking each other, pursuing one another, they get, they, you know, they start to like, someone you love, you learn them, you think of them. But how many in here know how many hairs are on the head of your significant other? How many in here know how many hairs are on your own head in here? Raise your hand if you do. How many know how many hairs are on your own child's hair? And it can vary from day to day. But God goes out of his way to say he knows how many hairs are on our head. We're his pearl. Um, so 
So again, I was hearing that lyric about it's all a lot of oysters and no pearls. And um, there's another verse in Matthew 7, 6 that says, don't give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Um, when your pearl loses value based on somebody else assessing your pearl, then you've thrown your pearls to pigs. Wow. And um, there was something in that verse that I never caught my attention before. And it was the part that says, not only do you cast your pearls to pigs, but it says then the pig will turn and tear you to pieces. I actually experienced this. Um, giving your pearl away, the pearl that you have, opens you up to destruction because, um, and I am preaching good news, I promise. <laughs> um, the thing is, like, when somebody else has something and we're like, oh, I, you know, I don't have that, we, it kind of lets us down a little bit. You can actually be ripped open in so many other ways. This, these are just small little things. Like, because we all have a pearl from Christ. Like, we all have an individual, spontaneous pearl. And so, yeah, I just thought that was really cool because it kind of protects us from coveting or thinking or being let down. Um, because, yeah, I mean, that verse is very clear. If you give away your pearl to a pig, it can come and tear you apart. And so here's the thing. If you know who you are and Christ is in you, you have your precious pearl. Yeah. And you can't be, you can't, if you know how precious what you have is, nobody can take it away from you. But when you cast it away by believing a small lie that they might say to you, you open yourself up. Um, and it doesn't have to be something major, but like some of the gifts are your pearls, you know? And, yeah. So I, I can remember, honestly, sitting here, listening to speakers talk about the way that they connect to God. And I would go home and try to connect to God that way, and it wouldn't work. <laughs> and it's because I, I'm not built the way they were. Was it their fault that that happened? No. But I was sort of putting my pearl, trying to use their pearl, that's a better way to say it. And, um, <laughs> it's a ringing, ringing tone, don't be sorry, it's okay. But yeah, it's, uh, my pearl was not their pearl, their pearl was not my pearl. Not many of you are probably going to hear a song lyric from the Counting Crows <laughs> and get a word from the Lord on it. But I did, you know. So, anyway. Um, how often is your accidental condition or your splinter actually a pearl? How many times are you looking through these oysters for a pearl and you don't even recognize that you, your pearl is there? You know, you're looking through those 9,999 oysters and here your pearl was there the whole time. But you're looking for someone else's pearl. I'm just talking about, you know, all of us. <laughs> and so, um, reset, refresh, renew. Never going back to old ways of thinking, old mindsets, coming into something new, being refreshed. Um, I think today was very refreshing. 
um, powerful. Redemption. He's our wisdom, our holiness, our prize. Um, we can walk out of here ready for the holidays, knowing that these accidental situations can actually be God using them for our good. Seeing the pearl and recognize, trading in the lie for truth, that my pearl is valuable, my pearl is precious, so is yours. And so anyway, that's really what I had to share. <laughs> um, I feel like the Lord wanted me to um, lay hands on everybody here um, just as an impartation of, of receiving your pearl. Some of you have the pearl that needs pulled out of your jewelry box. Some of you need to shine up your pearl. I don't know. I don't know where you all are, but um, yeah, I feel like the Lord really wants to bring, um, bring some powerful stuff. For the leg on of hands. And thank you, Lord. Thank you for these precious people. Thank you for this precious time. Um, thank you, God, for our pearls. Thank you that they're all spontaneous, different shapes and sizes and colors and looks. Thank you that you can use a splinter and turn it into something as precious, unique, durable, long-lasting as a pearl. Thank you for the pearls in our centerpieces. <laughs> yeah, I just felt, um, I felt a few, I felt the Lord, um, Show me a couple of songs, and uh, Christina is going to play them for me. And I just want to—I'm just going to like come around and bless everybody, lay hands, and um, feel free to just receive. But I know there's a, a ministry team, and you don't have to minister if you don't want to. But if you want to minister um, around with me, please do. And thank you guys so much. <laughs> Just uh, receive, receive, receive heaven right now.